Hey friends, welcome to Charlotte Mason for All, where every culture, country, and community is welcome. Our mission is to bring Christ through the Charlotte Mason philosophy and methods to homes around the world, including yours. My name is Erica Alicea, and I'm your host, along with LaShawn Thomas, Mariana Mascracchio, and Min Huang. Welcome to Charlotte Mason for All. I'm Min, and I am so excited to bring you a wonderful resource that is, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, going to be a blessing to so many families, your family, my family. I am so excited to use it myself personally. And so I just had to invite my dear friend, Sarah Kim, whom I've known for years, years actually, since I first came uh, back from overseas to the United States. And um, today I have invited her to share with us about BiblioGuides, which is a resource and a tool that will help you discover the right book for the right person at the right moment. Doesn't that sound great? Because <laughs> I know that as Charlotte Mason moms, we are always on the hunt. At least I am. I'm always, my eyes and ears open <laughs> for just wonderful living books for my children, for our homeschool, for, for my church, and for myself. So, Sarah, I am so excited to have you here. You can say hello and then tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Thank you, man. It's truly an honor to be here. I love this podcast. Okay, about my family, let's see. Um, I have two children, a 12-year-old son and a nine-month-old daughter who's shaking things up for us in a good way. <laughs> uh, my husband and I met in high school in Hawaii, and we now live in Northern California. And my husband is originally from South Korea, and I'm originally from Canada. And we both studied computer science, and we have both been working from home at the same technical learning company for over 10 years now. And let's see, when our son was around four years old and we were starting to think about schools, I discovered that people homeschool. Uh, before that, it was really not on my radar and I didn't even realize that it was a possibility. And it really appealed to me. I had been dreading the idea of being so tied to the school schedule and I was worried our son would lose his sense of wonder and the interest that he had in so many things. So I started praying that God would provide a way for me to, to homeschool. And it took about two years, but he slowly opened doors and we found a way to make it work, even with me continuing to work. And the incredible thing is that now, because COVID has normalized having children at home, we have been able to keep our daughter home as well. Um, so it's definitely a bit crazy at times and uh, my husband and my son and I we together balance homeschooling and work meetings and keeping the nine-month-old from putting something in her mouth that she shouldn't or rescuing the books that she pulls off the shelf <laughs> but um, I absolutely love that we're all home together. Sarah you know I didn't know you were from Canada so we have a lot in common more than I thought yeah. As you know, uh, you know, I'm ethnically Korean, but I'm from Canada. Where where are you from? Where in Canada? I'm from outside of Toronto. Okay, so you're East Coast, East Coast. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm from Vancouver, West Coast, but still fellow Canadian. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. 
Oh, okay. Wow. So interesting, Sarah. It's, it's funny because even if you know somebody in like the Charlotte Mason world in the Charlotte Mason community, there's still a lot we don't get a chance to talk about. We usually talk about books, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. We don't have to tell our life stories. <laughs> yeah. So this is great. This is why we love doing these interviews of real Charlotte Mason homeschool moms. What drew you to Charlotte Mason? So I discovered Charlotte Mason right about the time that our son was six years old. So I'd been doing some other literature-based things before that, but what I was finding that was that we were devouring the books and reading through them really quickly because our son has always loved being read to. And the issue was that I felt like what we were reading wasn't making any lasting connections for him. And I felt like I needed to change some things. And I heard about Charlotte Mason. I don't even remember where from anymore. But I decided to research that further. And really, at that point, I knew very little about her philosophy and methods. But I loved the books on the Ambleside list. And I was intrigued by the idea of slow reading. At the time, I thought maybe this slow reading thing might help my son retain more of what we were reading. And um, there were these free reads that we could still devour. But looking back, I mean, I realized he was only five or six, so my expectations were probably way off regardless. Um, but I decided to switch completely, and I'm grateful every day for that nudging from the Holy Spirit. Um, I read for the children's sake, and I haven't turned back. Um, as I learn more and more about her philosophy and methods, it just continues to resonate with my heart, and I'm always inspired and encouraged and always challenged. And I see my son making those connections and relationships that I wasn't seeing before. Oh, that's so awesome. And then you and I met in the Facebook group, Charlotte Mason's Foray. Yes, that's right. <laughs> always, will always be indebted to Bridget Cooley for starting that group. And then of course, Emily, Liz, and Nicole, uh, the uh, Delectable Education podcast crew who, who brought Absolutely. us together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they have helped so many of us uh, continue our Charlotte Mason education. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I have to say that I have a deep interest in BiblioGuides because of you, you and Tanya and the rest of your team, your very generous offer to partner with Life-Giving Motherhood. Uh, Life-Giving Motherhood is open for new members right now. And we are so excited, so thankful, grateful, because all of our annual members, if, so if you join as an annual member, you will receive as a free gift, an annual membership to BiblioGuides as well. So this is the time. This is the time. Of course, all of our uh, sisters who are already in life-giving motherhood and have an annual membership will receive Biblio Guides membership too as a gift. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I am I'm I was so floored really when you and Tanya reached out to me and said that you wanted to do this because we share the same mission. We really want to equip and empower and support and encourage the extremely holy and important, which I think is perhaps the most important calling and vocation on earth, which is motherhood. And, you know, right now we know more than ever, the enemy is wanting to attack and tear down families. But what we're about is to fight against that 
and bring together families, um, make them stronger, centered around the gospel, centered in the Lord. And one of the most powerful ways to do that is through story, mm -hmm. right? I don't know how many times uh, story has really, I would say, saved my life. Um, through story, God speaks. Whether the author recognizes they were used of God or not, <laughs> through story, God speaks. And yeah. so this is just an amazing opportunity to engage with a tool that's going to put us in touch with so many different stories that, we're, that will build our families up right? So tell me that how did BiblioGuides fit in with your story? You're homeschooling now, you've mm -hmm. been opened to the world of Charlotte Mason and her powerful gospel-centric philosophy and methods. Where did BiblioGuides fit in with all of this? Yeah, so I still have my day job and I actually really enjoy it, uh, but I've always had side projects going on. That's just part of my personality. I like to stay busy and I have always wanted to use my technical skills for something that I was really passionate about and something that would be a blessing to moms in particular. Mm -hmm. And so BiblioGuides has been another answer to prayer in my life. Um, it's work that I feel, can, like you said, can really bless families. Um, and it's all about books, which have been a lifelong love of mine. Um, so it's truly a labor of love for me. And like you said, we have, we have a team, there's six of us, six wonderful women and meeting them and working alongside them on Biblio Guides has been a dream come true. Um, and on top of all that, I find that Biblio Guides ties in so perfectly with the Charlotte Mason education, like you were saying. I wanted to share a couple of quotes that have stuck with me for a long time. And I think they touch on what Biblio Guides is all about and how it relates to Charlotte Mason. Uh, so the first thing is something I heard John Muir Laws say, at a local Charlotte Mason event. And he said, a good definition of love is sustained, compassionate attention. Isn't that good? I, oh. It instantly brings to mind um, like Charlotte Mason's focus on the habit of attention. And hmm. you can see this focus, you know, that extends all through her methods. And it always just cuts to my heart um, whenever I find myself like paying more attention to my phone or something else that's going on um, than my children, which which happens throughout the day. We're going to have to get that quote from you and put it in the show notes. That is so good. Absolutely. And the second one too. So the second quote is from an article in the Parents Review called What is Knowledge by Mary Hardcastle, who was involved with the PNEU almost her entire life. And she's attempting to answer that question, what is knowledge? When she first quotes Charlotte Mason's answer to what knowledge is not, and she says, Knowledge is not instruction. It is not information. It is not scholarship. It is not a well-stored memory. And then she gives us another quote from Charlotte Mason that isn't a direct answer to that question, but it does help us get closer. And she says, knowledge is not a store, but rather a state, of, a state that a person remains within or drops out of. So what I realized from those two quotes is how alike and intertwined knowledge and relationships are. And I've thought just over the years about how when you fall in love with someone, you realize after a while that you could spend your entire life getting to know this person and still not completely understand them or reach the depths of who they are. So there's no stopping point to your knowledge of even just one person. And I find this so beautiful because it touches on the eternal, 
but it also is very grounding because we are not learning abstract, abstract subjects, but rather we're developing relationships with actual people and actual things. And what's amazing and so wonderful about living books is that they give us this unique opportunity to develop these kinds of relationships with people and things that we cannot meet in real life. People from the past and people from other countries and cultures, people with different life experiences from our own. And we can even develop relationships with animals and plants and things that we'd never actually encounter or otherwise experience. I remember when my son was little, he fell in love with tree kangaroos after reading a scientist in the field book about them. And if you don't know about tree kangaroos, they live in Papua New Guinea and they're seriously cute. You should look them up. <laughs> um, so books can help us. They also help us attend more deeply to the things that actually are around us, like birds and plants and insects. A few years back, I read a short children's book about bees. And I realized for the first time that if I actually looked more closely, I could see the pollen that the bees were carrying in their sacks. And I was in awe. <laughs> and now I always, <laughs> I always look for those pollen sacks now whenever I see a bee. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So what we're providing with Biblio Guides is a searchable curated database of these kinds of living books. And we're living in a time where we have an overabundance of books available to us and more being published every day. Mm -hmm. And we want to help moms find those gems in the haystack. And there, I don't know if you know this, but there are over 34 million books and texts available to read for free online at Internet Archive alone. That's wow. a huge haystack. Um, wow. And at the same time, yeah, we often, we often see kind of a scarcity mindset when it comes to out-of-print books. And so as we've been doing this work of identifying and cataloging living books, we've realized that there are thousands and thousands of excellent books. We have about 10,000 books in Biblio Guides right now, and we're adding more every day, and we see no end in sight. Mm -hmm. So there actually are a lot of gems to be found, which is exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, I love everything you just said, and I could see why you have such a love of books. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things that you said that just triggered my mind. One is, I want to say mamas, so take the time to write, even if it's not profound, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because when your children find it, or your grandchildren, or your great-grandchildren, or your great-great-great-grandchildren, <laughs> I'm getting lost, <laughs> uh, it's going to be amazing for them to find something that you wrote. I think that's what just makes such an impression on my heart. Cause so many times I'll sit down, you know, with my mother's diary mm. and then I'll be like, Oh, I don't know what to write. I have nothing profound to write, nothing meaningful to write. And then I'll just think, you know what? It doesn't have to be something incredibly profound. It could just be even a, a passage of scripture written in my hand but the mm -hmm. fact that I wrote it it enables you know future generations to be able to discover it you know and it just the thought of that because what you said it is through writing through through the written word mm -hmm. that we're able to stay and be in touch and connect mind to mind heart to heart spirit to spirit 
with those we cannot physically be with. And, and then the second thought I had as you were sharing the quotes is, isn't that what education is about? It's about relationship with God, first and foremost, our creator, and then with people mm-hmm. whom he loves and he died for and his creation. So, um, which Charlotte Mason, you know, that's what she talks about a lot. And, and then it's when we grow in knowledge that the fear dissipates, right, of people mm-hmm. and love grows when we grow in knowledge of that person or that people group, uh, you know, really it, it plays such an essential part in this brotherly, you know, brotherly love, sisterly love. <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. You said that so well. Mm-hmm. Unity. And, um, and I feel like we live in such a time where there are so many voices wanting to bring division in the body of Christ, right? Uh, and it's just such a critical time right now. So all the more we need to grow in knowledge of uh, one another so that we may grow in love and recognize, hey, we're not all very different at all. <laughs> we're very similar, aren't we? We're all um, actually the same in so many ways just slight differences here and there, but in terms of our desires, our aspirations, you know, our longings, the cries of our heart, these are all the same. And I think that's why we're all born persons. Exactly. And we're all born with this vacuum for God. And Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, I love that we're able to therefore gather around story and knowledge Um, that God has given us so that we could grow in that love and grow in that relationship. But now I want to hear from you a little bit more about who would be the person that would benefit the most from something like Biblio Guides. Like what if we have somebody who already has like a a mother, homeschool mom, she already Mm -hmm. has like a, a box curriculum, let's say, or a book list all set out. Why would she need biblio guides or would she? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so like probably most people who love books, I love book lists and they definitely <laughs> have a place. Um, they help you set a foundation and get started. They can introduce you to books that you may not be familiar with. And they certainly make planning easier. Um, and I do use a Charlotte Mason curriculum that I actually attempt to follow as faithfully as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized was that there's no curriculum or book list that will completely take the place of me giving my son what Charlotte Mason called a thinking love. Yes. And that I was going to need to bring my own mind and effort to the table in order to truly respect his personhood. And so I need to rely on the Holy Spirit teaching me and teaching him and not rely completely on a set book list or a curriculum. Mm-hmm. And then that said, I'm still a busy mom. And so I want the actual searching and finding and organizing of books to still be easy. And that's what Biblio Guides is truly amazing for. And sometimes that means finding just the right book for the right moment, like being able to quickly find an excellent book on crickets that's already in my library or is free to read online because my son just brought one home that he found outside on a walk. <laughs> Sometimes that means planning out free reads each term and making sure my son has at least one book on his list that includes Korean culture or history 
-hmm. Sometimes it looks like adding several picture book biographies to our history reading. So we're covering people from more cultures and backgrounds. We have hundreds of picture book biographies on BiblioGuides, by the way. We love them so much. Um, <laughs> so many people's stories are now being told in beautiful picture books. It's really incredible, actually, and more and more are being published every year. Wow, that sounds fantastic. I love picture books. I Picture books are not just for little children. They they are for us as well, aren't they? I cry oh, for yeah. picture book. I read to my kids. My kids are like, oh, mommy's crying again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're so good. I'm happy to hear that about the picture books. And I just want to say, too, that, you know, hearing what you're sharing, this resource is not only for us homeschool moms. It really is for every family, you know, because every family ought to have. I, I really believe every family should have a home library, you know, and yes. there, there should be books in every room, every room. Every child should grow up, you know, surrounded by really great books. <laughs> That's oh, a yeah, good agree. <laughs> okay, so now what about some special features in BiblioGuides? Could you share with us? Like what, what sets BiblioGuides apart from other databases that are out there? How can BiblioGuides specifically help for individual needs? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the most powerful features is the advanced search. Uh, we add extensive information to each book so that you can search very specifically. Uh, for example, you can search for books by time period, and that includes major and minor time periods, including specific centuries or decades. And you can search by location, um, including cities, states, regions, countries, continents, and even some imaginary places, which we have fun with. <laughs> uh, you can search by characteristics of the lead characters. So things like their nationality, their ethnicity, first name, age, character traits, physical traits, their vocation, and even the number of children in the family. Oh, wow. And you can also, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> you can also search by um, genre, reading level, whether the book's available to read for free online or available in audio or Kindle, uh, page count, publication year, and more. And all of those criteria can be combined to find exactly what you're looking for. And then in addition to the advanced search, we provide content considerations when we can and when they're applicable. And this is information about the content of the book that we think parents may want to be aware of when they're making a decision about whether a particular book will be a good fit for their particular child at that particular moment. So we include things like the positive themes in the book, uh, any emotional challenges like the death of a loved one, language, such as outdated terms, swearing, or stronger hurtful language, um, risk-taking behaviors like smoking or drinking. And then we also add content considerations for any racism or discrimination or prejudice that takes place or is mentioned in the story, as well as any sexual content or violence. And we do our best to include actual quotes from the book so you have the context. And we believe every book we've added to BiblioGuides is a good book and has value. But we also fully believe that parents know their individual children and their current maturity level and their life circumstances that can affect whether a book is a good fit for them or not. So that leads me to ask the question, who does the curating for these books? Because, you know, like you've, you've described some different you know, considerations mm -hmm. um, that are pulled out from them. So 
you know, because one of the things is, I mean, I've seen so many different databases out there. Um, and when I'm searching for books, if when I'm just browsing uh, online, you know, book mm-hmm. lists and bookstores, I wonder how would I know if this is something that is worth me, you know, taking the time to peruse? Um, are there reviews? You know, who's doing the curating behind all of mm-hmm. this? Yeah, so our team of six women are primarily doing the curating for the books that are on BiblioGuides. And um, our goal is to select books um, that we feel are good, true, and beautiful. And that could be from like older books all the way up to newer books. We're trying to find those those gems. Mm-hmm. And um and we try to provide as much information as possible so that you can make that decision for yourself because we recognize that different people have different needs or different um, ideas about what a good book is. So we think we're, we're helping to narrow down from like those millions of titles that are available to the thousands and thousands that we think are, are great and good books. And then giving you the information to make the decision for which ones are good for your particular family. Okay. And, um, and I know that there's going to be a way for life-giving motherhood recommendations to be found, right? In BiblioGuides. All right. So yes, this is something that I'm incredibly excited about. Um, We love to support authors and small publishers. And now we figured out a way to also support other people who are book guides. So other people who provide excellent book recommendations. So basically we're using the tools and features that we've developed to make it possible to search and organize the book recommendations of other trusted people and organizations. Mm-hmm. So in addition to life-giving motherhood, I know the Charlotte Mason community will be excited to know that um, Erica's book recommendations on Charlotte Mason City Living and Amber's recommendations on Heritage Mom and Nicole's recommendations on Sabbath Mood Homeschool and others will be available soon inside BiblioGuides. So if you have particular book people that you trust and love, we wanna make their recommendations available as well. And I'm really excited about that. That's wonderful. So so let's say a mom comes onto BiblioGuides and she wants to know if a particular book is recommended by let's say Nicole Williams um, then she what happens is does she click on a Sabbath mood homeschool logo or yeah that work yeah so when you join biblio guides you can opt in to follow any of the guides that you want to Mm -hmm. and when uh, you kind of check the box next to their logo and say I want to follow this guide then when you're looking at a book, it'll say on the top who recommends that book and you'll see their logos. Like, oh, this book is recommended by Nicole at Sabbath Moon Homeschool. And then um, on the book page, there's a section called your guides and there will be specific tags that that guide has provided and maybe a note also or other information. So like for Nicole, she organizes her books by form. So you'll be able to see, oh, this is a book that Nicole recommends for form three and any other um, review or comment that she wants to leave. And then uh, when you're in the advanced search, you can search just for books that Nicole recommends, or you can search for books that Nicole recommends for form three, and then combine it with other search criteria, like maybe one of our reading levels or 
uh, a time period or something like that. So that's that's how they're kind of integrated and um, it should make it really easy to navigate and find all of these wonderful books that all these guides are recommending. Okay, that sounds exciting. I like that. It just makes it so easy. And then um, we're able to, in our own account, kind of keep track, right? So we could even do some school planning for the future. Is that is that right? Like, what are some yeah. features that will be really helpful for someone like me who likes to plan years ahead <laughs> for our homeschool? Yes. So you can create homeschool plans in Biblio Guides. And I personally find this um, most helpful for like afternoon occup occupations and free reads, um, but you can also add um, plans for your, you know, your morning schedule as well. And you can add any books from the site to your plan, but you can also add any custom content that you want. So mm -hmm. some people will create plans for their children that include chores or like piano practice and things like that. And then um, you can also create any number of custom lists. And you can also add books that aren't on the site to your lists. So some people use Biblio guides to catalog their entire home library. Uh, others use it to keep track of their wish lists or what they've read. Um, and the really cool thing about the lists is that they all have a custom icon. So whenever you're looking at books on the site, you can easily see which lists you have it on. And when you're using the advanced search, you can limit your results to just books that you have on a particular list. So you can specifically look for books that you already own, for example. So Sarah, are you saying then that this would replace my, I think I have BookBuddy as my uh, app on my phone mm -hmm. to make sure that I don't buy the same book twice or three times. I've done it three times before. So this Biblio Guides app, because it is available as an app too, right? Is it that is, right? Yes. Oh, that mm -hmm. is so awesome. So if I have that app, Biblioguides app on my phone, it will replace my book buddy app. It can. So being able to track your entire library is something we added as kind of a secondary feature. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. it's not our the primary thing that we do, but it's definitely something you can do. I think if you have a lot of books in your library that are newer publications that have ISBNs, you might prefer to lose, use something like BookBuddy or Goodreads that have the scanning capability. We don't okay. like that. So if you have a lot of books that aren't already on BiblioGuides, then, and you want to catalog your entire library, it might, some people use another service as well. But if you have a lot of older books that mm -hmm. don't have ISBNs or a lot of books that are already on BiblioGuides, it's a lot easier to track them on BiblioGuides because you can bulk add to list. You can go to a series page, like say you own a bunch of landmark books instead of having to search for each one on a service like BookBuddy and add them. You can go to the series page in BiblioGuides, click add to list, select all or select the ones that you own and just say add to my own list and, and you're done. Oh. So yeah, so it, it I personally, I don't have every single book in my library cataloged in Biblio Guides, but I have a large percentage of it. And it, it does make it really nice when you're looking for books to be able to easily see, oh, I own that one. And you can also track like where it is. You can track um, where it is in your home. There's a location field. So I can say, oh, this book's in the living room. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's very helpful as well. <laughs> especially for people like you and I who have books in every room, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that go, and usually my son has it in his room. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, that is that is really good to know. So it, it sounds like it's really great, especially if you have a lot of the older books that don't have the ISBN, which I, I do as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are great features. Okay, is there anything else? Any other features in Biblio Guides that you think will be really valuable for Charlotte Mason mamas? Yeah, so there are so many. Um, we're idea people and we have a big dream, so we keep adding more features. Um, so let's see. One a really amazing thing that we're doing is cataloging the contents of anthologies. Mm. So that includes uh, sets like My Book House, but it also includes poetry anthologies and other single volume anthologies that contain stories from multiple authors. So if you're studying a particular poet, you can use our anthology content search to find which books contain poems by that poet, or you can search for poems from a particular time period. And then you can do the same thing for folk songs and artwork. And you can also search for particular artists or composers or biographies about the artists or the composer that you're studying. So. This is obviously a time-consuming task, but we are cataloging all of the contents in all of these anthologies and making them searchable, which we think is really fun. A lot of people have anthologies on their shelves that just kind of sit there and look pretty because it's hard to remember that they're there or what's in them, and we want to make them so that they can actually be read, that you can remember you have content in here that's great because a lot of them have really excellent content. That's true. That's true. Mm. Well, as you know, at Charlotte Mason for All, we are really passionate about showing, you know, Charlotte Mason really is for all families of all cultures and all language and um, like all backgrounds. And you don't, we we believe that Charlotte Mason is not even only for homeschool families, right? It's mm-hmm. Charlotte Mason is for churches. Charlotte Mason is for schools. Um, we really want to show that Charlotte Mason is for all families everywhere around the world and Um, So I know that that is also important for you personally, um, because your husband is originally from South Korea, and you are very intentional about incorporating Korean culture and history into your homeschool. Is that right, Sarah? You want to tell us a little bit about how you have made sure that there are features in BiblioGuides that help support you and families like you and and me (laughs) who um, really value that. Yeah, so this has been a really important aspect for us. And it's also been challenging. Um, We really want to make it easy for families to find books to support what I've heard you call a heritage dream, Mm -hmm. or as Amber Johnston has spoken about, books that can be mirrors and books that can be windows. And what's challenging is that that when you're working with a database, in order to make the books searchable and browsable, you have to put the books into categories. And people aren't categories. And the language that we use to describe people groups and physical traits and other aspects of personhood is complicated. And so I just want to acknowledge that and ask for grace if we happen to use a term that's not your preferred term. And I also want to say that we love feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, we aren't offended in the least when somebody contacts us to let us know the areas they think we can improve or change. Uh, so all that said, we think it's worth attempting despite the challenges so that families can find these books. So we tag the lead characters, ethnicity and nationality. And then we also tag the illustrations. So you can find books based not just on the text, but also what's depicted in the illustrations. 
and we tag locations. And that includes not just books that take place in a particular country, but also folk tales that originate in particular countries. Mm -hmm. So I use the search myself to find books that might be a good fit for us. And then I review the book pages to get the details I need to decide if it's a book I want to pre-read or just add to my son's pre-read shelf. And next year when he enters form three, we're planning to add an actual Korean history stream. So I'll be looking even more specifically than I have been so far. So far, we've used a lot of books by Linda Sue Park and some excellent picture books. Mm -hmm. My son really enjoyed the Nathan Hale book about the Korean War. Mm -hmm. And I personally loved Brothers Keeper by Julie Lee, but that was a heartbreaking story to read. And I'm not sure when my son will be ready for that one yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely be digging in too <laughs> to see mm -hmm. what you found. And um, I do have some that I could recommend that my uh, older daughter has read. So um, but that would be great. Yes, we love recommendations and you know, hearing from other people. Yes, yes. And um, so our mama listening, you have to get onto Biblia Guides to find out what those are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so is there anything else, Sarah, that you'd like to, to add and anything else that you want to say to our mama listening? Um, so I just wanted to mention, I just think this is really fun. We have some fun ways to browse and my favorite is probably our century chart because this was inspired by the century charts that Charlotte Mason recommended using mm -hmm. where the children put the people they're reading about on the chart in the century that they live. So our century chart has the centuries down the left and then you can scroll through the covers of the books for each century as they flow to the right like in one big chart. And then we also have a US state chart so you can browse the books by the state that they take, they take place in. Mm -hmm. And we have a map that makes it easy to browse books about indigenous peoples by region. And then you can also browse by minor time periods, which are location specific. So I can view all the books that take place during a particular Korean dynasty, for example. And then um, we also have ways to browse the books by region and by continent. All right, I wanted to offer one more quote uh, from the Mary Hardcastle article. And I'm leaving out a couple of lines just for brevity. Um, and maybe we can also include a link to that whole article in the show notes, man. That sounds good. Okay, here it goes. Life in a state of knowledge. Is it to be a pleasant saunter? You know enough about life and relationships to deny that. No one can enter the state of knowledge or advance an inch without two things, strenuous effort and reverence. When these two things are present, there is joy and delight. I think the state of knowing is man in his wholeness, wholly living. So let's use the tools and resources available to us to ease our path, but let's also spur each other on to remain in a state of knowledge ourselves as mothers and trust that God will bless our efforts. So I just want to close with that. That's beautiful. I want to say amen. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. And I am so excited for our life-giving motherhood sisters and all the more for the new ones coming in, we'll be able to start really digging into BiblioGuides. And you're going to be giving a workshop uh, to screen share and show us all through the inside of BiblioGuides. So I'm really looking forward to that, Sarah, and having you there and having all of your whole team there as LGM sisters as well. So that's going to be so good. Yeah, we're really looking forward to meeting the community there for sure. It is such a warm, supportive and passionate 
group mm -hmm. of moms, really, because we're passionate about Jesus, we're passionate about um, our motherhood calling, and we're passionate about, you know, our marriages and our children really being, um, really living it out for the glory of God. And um, so what Biblio Guides is doing is it just goes so well together. So mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be so good. And we have, um, we're very much into helping the Charlotte Mason homeschool mom in her journey. We do monthly meetups and we do mentorship and we plan together in the summer. And so, yeah, it's just going to be even more rich with the help of Biblio Guides this year. So <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, the community support is so, so valuable and important in this journey. It really is. And also all the more for many of our moms who are in different countries around the world um, and isolated. So it's just so wonderful that, you know, we get to see, hey, I'm not alone. Um, not only, you know, not only in homeschooling, but um, in this journey, in this pilgrimage, you know, preparing for forever together. So, oh, so good. Now, Sarah, you know, we, we need to know, first of all, how we could find biblio guides although i have a feeling that our sister listening ha has already google searched biblio guides and she might already be looking at the website but tell us anyway where do we find biblio guides yeah so it's really easy it's just at biblioguides.com and then we also have an instagram account at biblio guides and a facebook page and the facebook page and the instagram account have the same content Okay. And it's one word, right? Biblio guides with an S yeah. one word. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. All right, Sarah, I hate to do this to you because I know you don't like surprises, but we <laughs> always end with rapid fire questions. They're always fun though. So don't worry, just relax. Okay, I'll do my best. You just say the first word that comes to your mind. Okay. Very easy questions. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's easy. See? <laughs> I did it. You did it. What are you having for dinner tonight? What do you have prepared? Oh boy, I haven't prepared, but I will probably make curry. Oh, what kind? Korean curry? Um, probably Japanese curry that comes in the box. <laughs> That's very easy. That you, the the cubes, right? Those are yummy. Right. Yeah, my mm -hmm. kids love that too. And and you add like meat and vegetables and stuff right? Do, exactly. you make it, do you make it in your instant pot? Or do you just no, I just make it in the frying pan. Oh, really? Instant pot is really easy. I, I do it in the instant pot. Oh, <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> okay, last one, last one. Uh, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Mm, that's a good question. I would probably go back to Hawaii. I miss it. There's, you can see this picture of it behind me. The people listening can't see it, but it's beautiful beach in Hawaii. And I miss it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for this beautiful labor of love. Please tell your team. I'm so grateful. Thank you for, you know, the way that you want to serve and continue to serve to strengthen and empower families to be um, just united around story and knowledge of God's creation and really igniting that that pull to know our God really is what all of this does, right? All of the story of mankind and, and getting to know what is out there in the universe and in his creation, it 
it just feeds and sort of gnaws at that longing for God. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you are doing that. And um, I'm so excited to see what beautiful fruit is going to come out of our partnership together with life-giving motherhood. Praise God, all to the glory of God. <laughs> yes, praise God. Thank you, Min. All right. Enjoy your curry tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, friend. Thank you for joining us today. We hope to meet you back here next week. I also hope you enjoyed this episode. So go ahead and don't be shy. Leave us a five-star review. And until next time, friend, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thank you.